0: Listener production. Oh, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this.
1: Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Let him go!
2: G'day, it's Footy Talk with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. Coming up, is the NRL off to Vegas? Well, I hope so,
0: Maroon, and I'm going to talk about what I've been fined for over the weekend.
1: A couple of bomb tries over the weekend, and uh, I'm going to have to tell you this one time I got left red-faced. Uh-oh. <laughs>
2: G'day, everybody. Welcome to Footy Talk with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. Look, just before I go to the guys, obviously it is Anzac Day. It's a special day on the Australian calendar. So before we go to the boys, let's just have a listen to this. On April 25, Anzac Day, we remember those fallen heroes. They went with songs to the battle.
1: There was a real camaraderie there, I can tell you. So many never returned. They truly are heroes. It was those heroes whose camaraderie gave birth to what we now know
2: as Aussie mateship. One diary entry was, landed at Gallipoli, 501, shot 502. It was a mateship that knew no bounds. We just offered ourselves, and a man can give no more than that. So on Anzac Day, we paused to reflect on the sacrifices made by those brave men and women.
1: I had a lovely lot of lads, they were all killed. One digger shakes the hand of another and says to him, Goodbye, Cobber, and God bless you. (sighs) Reflect on the past and be grateful for our future. There was suddenly quiet silence. We didn't know what had happened. And then somebody said, It's all over. I cried, I'll tell you. (laughs) I cried. I would dig a thousand holes...
2: To lay next to you. Lest we forget. Anzac Day uh, will never f- be forgotten in the NRL, and uh, I want to congratulate the NRL the way they have uh, the way they have uh, commemorated it is probably the word this year, as they do every year. So a lot of great positive things happen around the NRL. Sometimes people don't point them out, but I think Anzac Day especially, this Anzac round has been wonderful. Wado, welcome to you.
1: Thank you, Maroon. That was an outstanding piece mm. here in the the old soldiers talking about memories and even the diary entries. It's, it's always very moving. It's one of the best days on the mm. Australia, Australian calendar when we get to take a moment to reflect on everything that happened before us and uh, how lucky we are. And we're very grateful for those, um, the service that they, they gave um, to you know for us to live our way of life these days.
0: Mm. Footy Talk podcast, uh, Wado, and of course you, Woodsy. How are you going, old mate? Yeah, going good, mate. It's been a great round of footy. And mm. I love just hearing the last post. It's mm. just... It gives you goosebumps, um, and, you know, when you see, like, the old Anzac, you know, the heroes, it's just, each club's done their part, and it, it's a really good thing the NRL are doing, and they need to just keep doing it, because it's, you know, it, it's us giving back to what they've done for us in the past. Bloody so good, You put
2: it beautifully, mate. And look, let's talk a little bit of uh, footy talk, what's going on in the NRL via the uh, listener app, and uh, look, another great weekend, because both of you blokes had a win, but I'll start with you today, Woodsy, because... Um, you, you, like this is the thing. This is where I, this is where I feel like I'm talking to one of my kids. You bloody knew they were having a crackdown on hip drops. <laughs> we went through all this business on Thursday night or Friday night, whenever it was.
0: Then you go out, like uh, I've been their harshest critic, and yeah, and and you get done for one. I can't believe it. Uh, and it's cost me, you know. You mocked just, yourself. Yeah, I mocked myself. <laughs> I jeez, I, I can mock, can't I? Yeah, I got a thousand dollar fine for a hip drop of my old mate Alex Twyup. But because I've been a clean skin for the last, I think, is it two or three years? You get that little bit of benefit, and I got a seven hundred and fifty dollar fine. Yeah, look, it was totally accidental. I uh, didn't even know I did it at the time. I think it was two sets later when they scored a try against us. I got caught out for little from the ref and said, "Mate, you've been you've been charged with hip drop. Put you on a report." So I thought, oh, immediately I've got ten in the bin, and yeah, nothing. You just back to play. It doesn't warrant ten in the bin. So. Look, I don't even know what a hip drop is this day and age, and I thought all of them deserved 10 they've been, so I thought I was lucky to stay on the field. Mm, mm. Uh, I'm still lost. Yeah. You know that the outcome is $750 fine and yep. you can play next week. That's it, yeah. So I'm pretty lucky. You look at the blokes like Payne Haas, you know, he's got one week. Ezra Mam's got one week. You look at the fine that Hopgood got, he's got 1800 and man, You go back to the one, Dale Finnegan, that I'm still scratching my head about. He got, I think, a three or four weeks <laughs> yeah, from. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, three weeks yeah, Three weeks, yeah. three weeks, because he had the buy. that's yeah. right. So – yeah, it's, it's, I've been very lucky with what I've been handed down with, but still you scratch your head because I don't know all the interpretations of it. Uh, I look at it. I didn't lose my legs when I made the tackle, but one of the angles, just it just doesn't look right. So it was just hard. You couldn't fight it.
2: Waito, oh, okay. this is another question only a, a non-player can ask an NRL player. That happens in a game to you. You know you you know there's more to come. There's repercussions for this because the, the you know you, you if you're on report, how do you complete that game? Is it in the back of your mind? Is it playing on what you're doing?
1: Not really. Like there's that moment you're on report. It's like you're just stuck in that moment. You know it's, it's obviously a penalty or you're on report and. You just go, well, damn! I made a mistake. Like nine times out of ten, you, there is a penalty, so you put your team under pressure. That's your first thought about getting, you know, getting back to momentum and trying to do what's needed for your team right then and there. It's not until after the game, I'd say, not even directly after the game, you're probably still not thinking about it because you, all your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions are just charged towards the game you just played. It's really, you know, that night or the next morning you start to look at it and go, "Oh, am I in some trouble here?" Mm. You know, fortunately for me, throughout my career, I haven't had too many instances. I've only been suspended uh, once previously, besides this year. So it's not a big thing I've had to deal with. But for sure, in my case, I, it's something I haven't thought about until the, the next morning, really, mm. when I'm starting. Like the emotions out of the body, the yeah. the worry about the game you just played is gone, and you know your focus is switched to next week and preparing for the next game. So I think that mindset, you sort of, oh well, the charges have come out. What what am, what am I expecting?
0: I was also reckon it's a severity maroon. You know, like I, I didn't even get penalised for it the day of the, uh, when it was happening in the game. I yeah. just got you know when they scored a try, they were getting ready to kick conversion. He pulled me out. Um, you know, it's different. Like, way to put that huge shot on, but then you know he got ten the bin, so he's got to cool down and he's thinking about it, and then comes back on the field and he's got to be careful if his tackle tech the next couple ones. So you know because he he's been penalised, he's been ten the bin. And then you know when you get to the end of the game. That's yeah, but you're
1: only thinking about that game. That's it. Like, you only thinking about, okay, well, I am, and yeah, I, I, can't, and spe- I, I can't speak for everyone. And,
0: and, but- and I was like, wait, like at the end of the game, I'm going, oh no, I've been done for the hip drop. And you know what the the crackdown is that that at the moment. So anything that touches the legs, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to miss a week or two here. And that's when, as you start to come down, you, you you take all the process in. You're like, far out, I've I've done something here, mm. but not while you're playing. You don't think about it too much. You probably think like wait I said that split second. Whether you give the penalty away, they, they bring you out. You have the little chat with the ref. But, yeah, after that, it's just game on, yeah. isn't it?
2: What about, boys, are we any further – oh, how do I even put this? The hip drop thing. We had the big, if you want to call it a crackdown. Of course, in the Broncos game, we lost a couple of players, which is going to take its effect, have its you effect on uh, the Rabbitohs game. The
0: one thing that I get frustrated about Maroon, I'm not sure about Waiter, I can't speak for Waiter, but so you see the, the Hopgood the hop hip drop. I don't yeah. think there was nothing wrong with it. It was hip on hip. So, But then he gets 10 to bin right. Then the first one Ezra mem does, 10 to bin straight away, only because Hopgood's already got it. And then you see what Payne Hass does. Like, you're just watching the game as a fan, as a current player. And then it's a blatant hip drop. Like, well, oh, it's, it's I don't know what uh, actual hip drop is, but from what they're saying at the moment, he lands on Kemal Gillard. We, we stopped the game for uh, two or three minutes because Kemal Gillard, can't, he can't walk. He, he's got to limp off behind the in goal. And then they've had a 1,000 replays they could look at. It should be 10 to bin. The, the refs aren't even getting this right. Or the bunker's not even getting it right. Why isn't 10 to bin there? That's what I don't understand. And that's mm. what I think is frustrating, not just the players, but it's frustrating the fans as well. And it's just like they say, oh, he lost his legs. Well, yeah, Payne has lost his legs. Will Gillard got an injury from it. But I think they're more worried about
1: having 13. Sometimes in. you lose your leg from it, making contact. Like the, the, guys, it's the momentum. People run hard at you. And yeah. sometimes when you you get you know know off balance I, or you I, get hit, I've only you seen lose one, your legs. I've only
0: seen one bad hip drop. And it was Carrigan's one last year when he was bringing Hastings down. Hastings had stopped. Yeah. And he dragged him down from behind. And that's that's a hip drop. And he knew it. Um, well, Carrigan knew yeah. that at the time. The
1: way they, they're they interpreting some hip drops, for penalties and for sin bins, like I can sit down and watch the game at home and see 15 that they missed. Exactly.
0: And like they, you see, but now we're pinpointing all of them because well, of what
1: they're doing. 100% or it's only up to one person in the bunker who identifies it and then Sends a message but did you down to you. you
0: think the paint has one should attend the bin as well? Like, well, like, with how, they,
1: what, with how they've been refereeing for sure. Like, there's an injury then you to a player. Your head yeah. When, you, when can, you're
0: watching it now. All right. So,
2: you guys are no clearer on. No, I don't no. think
1: so. I don't think they're. Until they're clear yeah. and start making some consistent decisions, yeah. that, that clears it up for us. At the moment, we're scratching our head. Like, because what you just said there's two instances in a game where they get put in the bin for 10, no injuries, and mm. then a player does get yeah. injured for a similar uh, thing. And he stays on the field, so we're going to be confused, and fans are going to be confused until they're not well, confused. Well, my, like,
0: my biggest one way is when when Origin comes around, because you know what Origin yeah. is like you, the preservation of your body goes out of the way, and so blokes are going to lose their legs in that sort of an instance. Oh, and but it'll, it'll and, be a different set of rules, yeah. Well, right? that, that's what I'm saying. right yeah. like,
1: Now, and then like what? Well, do, remember the um the head I cracked out a few years ago? Yeah, like, yeah. That magic round, magic round, yeah. Magic yeah. round there was was about yes. Fifty blokes yeah. put in a bin, and then Origin rolls around a couple of weeks later, and the it's just got like, chin and nothing. Play since on. Come on. There you go. Which, right. uh, to be fair, but mm. as a player, Origin feels so much better to play because the players are left to sort it out. Like, there's always the heat in the battle, but it gets into a much better rhythm because the players are left to figure out their own tempo and their own speed, and they're left alone. Yeah. And, and then the natural flow of the game comes into it. Mm. Um, well, that's why they're so... T- and, and even the grand final and semifinals, to an extent, the whistles are put away. And, you know, it's not just the amount the that everything's riding on that one game is the game is actually better because it flows better and the players are left to sort it out and the, and the players feel the rhythm in the game and then both teams accommodate that it's just
0: There's no stop-start. Yeah, it's a much much better product when – Five minutes watching the the replays to try to see if we can find a penalty in that. They just let it go. They let it flow. Mm.
2: All right, guys. Well, look, don't think of your own self-interest when I raise this topic, and let's have a a (laughs) grown-ups discussion about this business that the NRL wants to start next season – with a double header in Vegas. Now, when we discussed this offer, you blokes were all discussing what teams are going. Forget about what teams are going, but I, I assume it's going to be the Rabbitohs well, and probably Brisbane and probably Manly. Melbourne. Well, I don't know about Manly. Are you Think hearing... The Rabbitohs getting a brother.
1: bit of strife the last time they went to Vegas? They, yep. Was it Vegas
2: or it was, Sutton, was somewhere Sutton in emergence. the States? Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, that was... It uh, wasn't, wasn't Vegas. The well, it was not Vegas. Yeah. Somewhere in oh, the States. Oh, the Roosters went to Vegas. Mm. Roosters, yeah. Roosters Twice. Let me ask you this. What is the point of the NRL going to Vegas? Let me finish this before you, is it to showcase the game to people in that part of America, or is it to gather attention nationally in Australia? Say, hey, the NRL are doing something different. They're going to Vegas because I can't understand how it helps us in the American market to open our season in Vegas. If that makes sense,
1: probably a bit of both. Probably, yeah, but, yep. um, no. Valandis is negotiating it, so he's obviously got a few things, few ducks lined up if he thinks is achievable. One, to probably. Paid to go over there for starters. Then you get the exposure. I've only heard the preliminary stuff about lining up with the Tazoo fight and the UFC fight. Maybe like Mm. I think there was a a weekend, at Vegas where there's multi sports on where we get to show our case, showcase our sport as well. I think the exposure, um, certainly nationally, that we'll have if we can line up with a couple of other sporting events, Australian um, sporting people. I think it's a great idea if they can pull it off.
0: So but, it's like a magic round in Vegas, yeah, but, but all different sports. I reckon it's unreal because I think, like what I said with the boxing, they're trying to get a zoo fight card on the UFC. If they can get Dana White and all that but if they want to get a Volkanovski fight fight night done as well, and just promote Australia. What what our I don't know is it our national sport here, rugby league.
1: Oh, I think. Well, one we could, of them. One of yeah, them. Yeah. So in the East if, Coast. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, if, if we can grow it, like. But how does it, this help us grow it? We're taking the game internationally. Okay, so we're going to play
2: two games there. Tata everyone, thanks for having us for coming home. Well, again. It's marketing, right? It's marketing. Like you said, nas- no, nas- it nas- it national. It seems maybe. very flimsy. From you're a just marketing a, point, negative
0: about no, rugby league. No, but like, you you're don't grow, only you going to try. You, you, you don't want, even want to grow the game to Townsville no, or cans. No, listen. No I wonder you why you don't want to go to try. You know, and do. But, but you know what? You'd be the first player getting on a junket to go to America and saying, "How good is this?" When oh, it does bloody hell! I will. Well, there we but go. You, you're going.
2: You're gonna, growing you're, the game. You're going to. What you're going to do is find there out what clubs are going and then join your two dozenth club and try and. Hey, wait
0: on. We could retire, but if they bring this game,
2: we could go around for another year just because of this. Yeah, well you might be retired <laughs> you might not have any choice. You might be co- captain coach of Park spaceman the way you're going. Oh, no thank you. I think
1: the only thing like the worry for me is we've heard this tossed up a number of times. Like was there one in Hawaii you were talking about? Yeah, I was out at- at-
0: the Tigers and Dragons. I yeah. think it's, yeah. it's got to logistically work. Like Yeah. I think they were saying so those four teams will play around one and then they'd have a bye the week after so they can get back to Australia and climatise.
1: Like, and, and the and only thing too, hard. like with the US, like I know it sounds great for us, right? Yeah. NRL launch a season. Let's get Tazoo to have a fight over there, and Volkanovski to fight as well. Like, Sounds easy from an Australian's point of view. That, that's yeah, ultimate weekend, right? Oh, but absolutely. But what's what, what's in it for the Americans? Says put that. Mm, well, all that's on, all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I mean, what's
0: in a, it from a point? I, I of, get it
1: from our point of view. Like and the strong, other one like, is,
0: are we going to fill out a stadium in America? Because there's huge stadiums yeah,
2: over there. Yeah. Well, that's right. That's what we're discussing in the
1: in
0: well, the. the same. If it can, if it can work logistically, I think it'll be outstanding. Because yeah. we're showing we're, we're showcasing our major sport in another country to a a broader but this is where I don't think that
2: they do because there's 350 million people in America and now you're talking about they're not even going to fill a stadium I mean you're bloody you're shooting down your own I'm argument saying if they
0: can do it logistically Mate, I don't, I know. Then, like, I don't they, know how you can, get yourself here logistically. If
1: they can pull it off, I think it'd be an awesome idea, but there's obviously a lot of water to well, go. Well, if you don't have the good, as like...
0: many negative people like you in the world, we might be able to grow well, things. I mean,
2: one minute you're saying we're going to go over there and, and, and give no, the game I'm not, exposure. No, I'm just
0: trying to give a pros and cons. trying to help you out because well, all you do is just I'm set, just set trying to make
2: you see, mate, that not everything is as it seems. Like you're so talking you, yeah, about – Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Let's just get it you've out. You've had Come
2: 15 discussions about hip drops in 48 hours and then you go out on Sunday and get one yourself. Isn't it? Yes, mate, but I didn't mean to do a hip drop. <laughs> all right. So, you guys are pro uh, a doubleheader in Vegas. Yes. Yeah. So are you. I am too. Uh, triple I, yeah. Run it. Well, absolutely. I mean, let's or be fair, him. if we can get a start over there, why not?
0: <laughs> Bit of extra cabbage?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> for you. Well, mate, you've got to get paid extra to go all that way on a plane. <laughs> uh, footy talk with Wade Woodsy and Maroon. The other big topic over the weekend has been this talk that Jack Whiten might finish his career. With the South Sydney Rabbitohs and Talky wants to do it because he wants to win a premiership and talk that he wants to do it because uh, and and accept less money to do it. Let me start there, fellas. Waito, I think if he wants to play for less money, that's surely that's he's that's up to him.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's people play. Nathan Cleary's taking less money than what he could probably earn on the market because mm. one, he wants to keep to help keep the squad together. Munster, Munster's taking less money. Like there is. For sure, that's up to the player. If they want to take less money, let's be serious. Whatever he ends up with, it's still going to be a lot of money. Yeah. Right? And he can live comfortably. That. He's been paid well. You know, he's he probably done well with his money over his career. So to take a little bit less at the back end of your career to chase, you know, the holy grail, for sure, that's understandable. I, I could see that for sure. Like, the, the other way around is if you have success early and you do win the premierships and then the payday comes in the back end of your career yeah. – you know, you can you could say if that's fair enough as well. Like you can, you've you've done what you've needed to do. You've achieved what you wanted to achieve, and now as there's an opportunity to go test the market and get paid well for it. It's just he's doing it in reverse. So for sure, that's Jack's core. And you know, South Sydney are settled. They've you know they haven't had much roster movement. They're in you know a really really strong period for the club. They have you know amazing players all across the park, and they're a premiership threat for the next two, three, four years. So. It, it makes sense for me if Jackie had the opportunity to go there. To, mm. to go there,
0: we did a show with Chemis the other day. Remember, and and he was saying that if he goes to to South, he could be budgeted there. Like he had to be on a certain wage and a salary cap. Remember? that? Well, this is the part I how, don't How understand? does that work? Well, I don't get how that works. The
1: only time I remember something like this happening it was with Sunny. You remember? Well, no, but that was mid year. Th- no, I remember Israel when Israel came back. Yeah, from AFL. And I think he was trying to sign somewhere, and I said, "Oh, we're just going to give him X amount of money." And the NRL actually said, "No, like he's." But
0: remember, they wanted his the war, value. They, Didn't they want the war chest? That
1: was when the, we had that. They wanted the NRL yeah. to chip in. But I, I don't. Is that why that the Raiders actually put their offer into the NRL, saying this is what we're paying him? So that's that's oh, his market value. I, I, is I that, think so, but, but that's what the offer is. It doesn't like, matter I,
0: what his market value is because he's off contract. He can go out and and ask whatever he wants to get and. Why can't he go to South for less money because he wants to win a competition?
1: Well, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with yeah, that. I'm i not know you. Why. That's his decision. That's if he wants to take less money, I like... would have
0: thought so. Yeah, but
2: yeah, um, what is it? You, yeah. what, what is it saying about? Uh, and look, a t- talk around the well, rabbit
0: Is that it's pretty? It's going to happen. Well, what it's saying know? is that he doesn't believe he can win a competition at Canberra. Yes, he believes yes. that he can win one at mm. South Sydney. So, mm. and the other thing is, I think Buzz Roffields wrote that you know it, it might create a bit of you know a bit of angst amongst the, the playing group at South, but. You know, I know he's very close with with Cody, Cody Walker, and, and Latrell Mitchell. Those, bl- those blokes will be, you know, pulling him in. You've had um, Liam Knight there for a few years. He's on big money. Yeah. Tommy Burgess has resigned, and he, the money he's on now won't be the same as what he's on next year. The cap's also gone up, so there's there's a bit of space there for him. And mm. the other thing is, he's going there to play centre.
1: Yeah. You know. And-
0: yeah, it might push Isaiah Tass out, but no, no disrespect to Isaiah Tass. He's a young fella coming through the grades, but. Anyone would be jumping at something oh, like Jack White. Yeah. He is absolutely well, he's absolutely class. You know he's know, international player. But you know, he's, you know he's going to be there through the origin period because he's retired from rep footy. He's not going to go away to the tours at the end of the year. He'll be back starting fresh preseason. He's not going to be one of those players you always got that question mark, is he going to be here or not? And I
2: think from the point of view, Waito, from, from the point of view as a Rabbitoh supporter, we can see that the Rabidos, you know, we see clubs, what I won't name now, that – Somebody comes on the market. They're desperate. They'll grab anyone to try and rebuild their club. The Rabbitohs don't need Jack Whiten. He comes or he doesn't come. If he does come, he'll fit in. It won't uh, interrupt anyone else too much. And from the the CEO down, it's now one of the most professional clubs. So it's not a knee jerk thing, I guess.
1: No, it just it looks like just a good situation for everyone, right? Yeah. Like except Canberra. Wood's already, Woods, yeah. Yeah, yeah, except Canberra. <laughs> yes, seriously. Yeah. Wood's is, you know, spoke about, he's already close mates with a lot of the boys in the team already. Um, they've all vocally come out publicly and said they'd love to have him. The coach has said they'd love to have him. Jack sees it, you know, as a potential to reach that goal of his, reach that dream of his. He's willing to take a little bit less money for it. It's a good fit. Like I said, it's, the club knows what they're going to get with Jack. Um, they have an opportunity to get him if he's on the market. Yeah, it makes sense. If they think they're a premiership threat, which they definitely are, and they think adding Jack to the roster is going to enhance that chance. Well, for sure, it's a smart move, right? And he,
0: they also get a marquee play for less than yeah, what, yeah. He'd get, I, I, what he would get on the open market.
1: Again, it's a win for everyone mm. in that circumstance, except obviously Canberra, as would you said.
2: If I got this right, though? he's still got to speak to the Dolphins, uh, which we know that Wayne Bennett can be very persuasive. And do you think, Woodsy, that that now means – or does that mean that he's now burnt his bridge? Whatever happens, he won't be at Canberra.
0: I'm not too sure. I think if there is an offer still on the table, at
1: is that a, is, so? Is, if we got to the bottom, that's a thing. Like a club can offer you X amount of money and that's your value to the NRL. The NRL well, mate, come well, in and well,
0: Mick Chemis was what? saying something on the show that yeah. we did the other day mm. with him that they did it with Sonny Bill, but Sonny Bill come mid year and what they were trying to say is this is the value he's worth, yeah, because he's missed half the season, okay, you know, and then so like because he came in halfway through the year, they wanted to sign him for 100 grand. But they're going, no, he's valued at 500, so this is what you need to have the okay. cap allowance. But who valued in NRL? The NRL did it. Hmm. But I, I've never heard of that before.
1: I remember an incident. I don't even remember the sunny stuff, to be honest. I do remember the stuff of Israel, but I wasn't sure how that was working. Well,
0: I think with the, they were trying to get the NRL to chip in for him
1: because okay. he was getting
0: so much money from AFL.
1: Okay.
0: And then they, that's the only way we could match it. It's,
1: I just, there. It's, I've, a I've, it's, it's a
0: weird one. If you're off contract, well, mate, you can get 100 grand or you get a million dollars. It's up to the player what he wants to sign mm. for.
1: But is this the reason why Canberra came out and said, "This is what we going pay. They, well, must, well, this is what we offered him. Mm. This is what we lodged. Is that why they did? Was to I, sort I'm of protect sure. him, protect themselves against I don't, being loathed? I don't
2: know the answer to that. But the other thing is, too, they boys, just did it because
0: they wanted to keep him. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but you, yeah, yeah, um, that's what I thought it was.
2: You guys would know more about this than me. But the, let's say, for the sake of the argument, they sign uh, White, Non, and whatever figure. I don't think any clubs more than these inner city clubs, these big strong inner city clubs, South Roosters or Broncos." These clubs have wonderful marketing or third-party arrangements with big companies yep. around where they are, be those car dealers, real estate agents, or whatever. So maybe some money can jump in from there.
0: Probably has. Probably has. Well, they yeah. Can't yeah. be
1: negotiated as part of no. the deal. They need mm. to. Yeah. <laughs> but they what, are that yeah. what are you saying? You saying those mate? good
0: clubs know how to work the uh, salary cap very
1: well? Certainly. Looking from an outside looking in, I think it's a good fit. It I makes think so sense too. If I'm Jack Whiten. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm happy to take a, pat, like, yeah. a little bit less money. Like, yeah, if he's drive- still a lot of money he's getting, let's yes. be honest. Like, if, he's dri-
0: if he's drives to win a comp, it's the best fit, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, if, yeah. if he wants money, well, then you stay at Campbell yeah. go to Redcliffe.
2: I mean, if it was all about money, I mean, whatever walk of life you're in, everybody's got to cross that path where you can go elsewhere for more money and you say, no, I'm happy here yeah. or I would go yeah, there yeah, for less money because exactly it's right. closer to where I live. So it's not all about money. He it's wants not. to win a comp, yeah. And, yeah. and
0: like wait, I said, like, he's probably made some really good money throughout footy. He's done well with what he's got. Mm. And now he wants to win a comp back in before he retires. And there's
2: a lesson in this for you, Woodsy. Yes, mate. It's not all about money. I mean, you go through an invoice book a week.
0: You're my like leader. You're the one that tells me what to do. So I'm just going off what you tell me. Yes, but, mate, you've
2: taken it like... Where I'm getting, like, one gig, you're getting about 27 at the <laughs> but moment. But you're getting me all those 27 Can gigs. Can I get a clip out of them all? You and do. Then I'll retire. <laughs> what we'll do here, boys, we'll take a break. It's Wade Woodsey Woodsy and Maroon. It's Footy Talk. When we return, we're going to talk about a game that equaled the greatest comeback in rugby league history, and we'll talk about this big game between the Dragons and the Roosters. They've got a very good record in this game, the Dragons. It's coming up on Footy Talk. Footy talk with Wado, Woodsy, and Maroon. The uh, podcast is just going, Burko, and I know there was some chat around uh, Michael Chamus about his podcast. But, but wasn't he pumping his tyres oh, on Saturday? i never met anything like him. <laughs> <to> income, <laughs> he
0: eh? walked in, he was strutting around the yeah. box. I mean, Mate. he's he's
2: a real rugby league journalist. He's looking well, Wado, for Wado
0: enemies would, when Wado, enemies Wado, Wado aren't Wado there. Was, Wado was playing, so he's come in the box and going, number one Number one podcast is here. Oh,
1: so he's just trying oh, to get at hey. the back oh, of this, oh, man.
0: Oh, yeah. man, I couldn't believe it. Anyway, look, I'm not,
2: I'm just going to leave this out here. Like Danny Wydler's a true gentleman and this Chamus kid, oh. i tell you what, he's going
0: to lead him astray. Hey, he needs to take something, out of, a leaf out of Danny Wilder's book because he's been yeah. calm,
2: hasn't even spoke to us about it. Danny, will you mentor this kid, please? Something. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk rugby league here with Wade Woodsey and Maroon. Well, the biggest NRL comeback in rugby league history, 26 points is the margin. It was equaled yesterday. The Titans led the Dolphins 26-0. 26-6, then halftime. They came back 26-12, 26-18, 26-24. You and can scores. The Dolphins win. I have to say, too, not to be biased, but Dan's call with uh, James Graham and Gordy. it was just so entertaining. I was in a two-hour car trip, and I thought, wow, it was great. But one of the bomb tries, or there was a bomb try, Robert Jennings. And, look, you've got to have seen the vision. So I went home and went straight to the vision but just have a listen to James Graham's audio of the bomb try.
0: It's up a high kick. This is a contest. The Hammer's got it. The Hammer gets it. They going to score. Now, player stumbles. What's Why happened? Why did he score? Jennings, Jennings has
2: stumbled. Why did he score? Jennings has stumbled and he's fallen a minute short. Why did he score? There was no
1: one there. He could have got up and just played. Oh, he, he scored that try. He tripped over. He just got to get up and Keep put it down. Going. Why did he not score that drive? He just get up. Just get up and go. Just get up and go. Ray oh, Stone. my God. Why didn't he score that try? Wingers have drove me insane this week. We had Ronaldo last night. Now we've got Jennings. Why do we kick them out of our game, Gordon Tallis?
2: Six times he said, why didn't he score? So if anyone who didn't see it, he sort of stumbled before the line. He was like 30 centimetres and he just stayed there. He didn't attempt to get up and go again or reach out and he had a brain fade and he thought it was going to be a double movement anyway. So why didn't he score? Well, because he just had a brain fade. It looked like somebody <laughs>
1: how, shot him from the wow, grandstand. How good is Jimmy full-time in the box now? He's mm. so much value up there. That's unbelievable. Yeah.
2: Well, we're going to get that uh, duo started again, the two Grahams, Wade Graham and James Graham, and do a couple of songs at uh, Coromal
0: RSL. You can't and,
1: wait for, for me to retire. You can't wait. You just can't, can't <laughs> wait sure. going everywhere. And he's just
0: thinking about the cash. Really, no, I just it. want no, to come I'll, and be able to watch. No, stop it.
1: <laughs> now, boys, um, got
2: me talking about, I mean, there is some classic bomb tries over the years uh, uh, there's one that from when I was a young bloke, Max Mannix ran the length of the field and then dived and lost the ball.
0: Russell Richardson.
2: Russell Richardson, oh, talk us through right that right
0: one. Right. So he's made a line break. I think it was at 80 meters, and he's flying. And then as he goes for the big dive, he's just <laughs> yeah. let it yeah. go, and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just rolled dead. It was like, well, it was dive over the try line.
1: I, Even I've got a, I've got a yeah. story of my own actually that yeah. I that I took part in. I think you boys are like this. So I don't. It was it was a while ago, maybe f- six seven years ago. We we're playing the Cowboys up in Townsville. Um, and I had a roommate, one of my best mates used to live with me. So, anyway, throughout the game, it was in the second half. I think Jim Maloney put me through a pretty easy hole. I was, I was just striding through and it wasn't that far to the dry yeah. line because the fullback wasn't going to get to me. So, was, it, was, it was an open-air try. <laughs> I tripped over my own feet oh. and fell, like, fell short about two metres and then the fullback came and got on me so I couldn't advance the ball. So, mm. I, I tripped over my own feet, bombed the try, a certain try. And to make matters worse, we didn't even score off the preceding tackles. So it really cost the team. So I wasn't feeling that great about myself. It was a Saturday night. I got into the sheds and my group messages are going off from all my mates, right? So I, I open it up and it's my roommate with all my other mates. They're having dinner at my house, sitting on my lounge, <laughs> drinking my beers. And they're all just got the Foxtel replay going back of me tripping over in front of And they're all in the background cheering me on. Uh. And they just giving me stick. In my own house, on my own TV, they were paying me out. They sent me a video. So Todd Carney, uh, sorry, not Todd Carney, Todd Saddle, Sterling Cycle, I still remember that.
0: <laughs> Jeez, they never let you forget it.
1: Nah, anyway. mate, it was a cra- it was a cracker. I was just sitting there in the shed, and you know, what? I couldn't help but laugh.
0: Like, Did they- you win the
1: game? We won the game, I yeah. think. We All won right. the game, but I couldn't help but laugh. My my own mate just stitching me up in my own house. Well, I was There's red faced. Other, well, I was worse. red faced in the NRL. Woodsy,
2: I know you've only scored three tries since 1987. <laughs> Are you kidding
0: but... mate? I've actually got a little a good try scoring record. Okay, come yeah, on. We had some, what but no, about honestly... but that
2: game the other week when you thought you scored? Oh, I thought yeah. you were gonna wet your pants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. it cost us a try that game too because yeah. I made a tackle and so-called rake the ball as well. But mine was I I, I can't remember what round it was, but it wasn't like I bombed a bombed a certain try. But so I've I've gone, I've sort of read it off Jake Granville that he was throwing a pass and I've got an intercept, and I'm running, and then I'm, first thing I do when I get intercept, I'm looking straight for support. Yeah. And then no one's there. There's way at the back just smoking a cigar. <laughs> and then as I'm going through, <laughs> I see the fullback. I look just to my right. Who was the fullback? It's Valentine Holmes. Right. And his first thing, he just started laughing. Oh, so fair to go. Yeah, he, he just started laughing at me, and I'm on a dead set treadmill, trying to – all I had to do was run 30 metres. <laughs> He's caught me in four <laughs> metres, I reckon. He's just come straight to me. I've just been looking for support. No one's there. And I dropped it in the play the ball. Ah. So it wasn't really like a bomb to try, but I had an opportunity. well,
1: our main man Ronnie had a decent oh. one on the weekend. Yeah, he couple, did. Yeah, mate. yeah, he yeah. did a couple this year. But that was a that was a decent one the weekend. It was but, crucial – not a crucial time of the game, but I would have really just put it beyond doubt. He apologised to yeah, the but, boys but, but the next but, day.
0: Mate, I've seen he put a – he goes, oh, yeah, um – you know, I I put my hand out and oh, no, my no, hand Oh no no
1: no! Not on the side. like he spoke to the oh, group. Did he? Yeah, he spoke oh, okay. to the group, yep. yeah, The next day and he put his I hand see, up.
0: I seen on social media. He goes, yeah, you know. um I just wanted to have it uh, carry that next set and just show the boys I was committed. Well, how about you come in and do seven tackles in the middle, <laughs> yeah, mate? Yeah, we was thinking, uh, <laughs> show us how committed
1: you really you are. You know when the halfbacks hit your dead yeah. seven tackles? Jimmy yes. Maloney was a cracker, mate. Oh. We'll be into it. Jimmy, pull the balls over. mate. Just get in there and tackle, mate. Oh, mate. <laughs> Shut yeah.
0: up and make the tackles, boys. <laughs> but he's done it twice. He did it against the Warriors yeah. as well. Mm. The
1: weekend one wasn't a great one because like, he actually had a heap of room. There was no one there. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what he was thinking.
2: Well, you, you know one that never gets m- the mentioned among the greats was probably f- six or seven years ago. Broncos were playing Cowboys. And do you remember that night, Scott Bolton, he only had to run across the line and he ran into the goalpost.
0: Yep. Yes, I, oh, remember I remember that. that I, I've got another one for you. Yeah. I was watching an old game the other week, actually. It's funny you say the Broncos. It was when they had like, you know, uh, I'm not sure. I think Wendell might have just went to Waratahs. It was like Talis, uh, the query. And then they had this young bloke off the bench, Chris Walker. And he's made one of the great breaks up the middle and mate, no one home. Fullback, beaten fullback, everything. And as he's gone probably about you reckon ten meters before oh no, probably about two meters at try line, he's done the old whoosh he's oh, put the middle finger up. I do remember and he's, that. He's celebrated before he's got down, and as he's gone to slide and put it down with one hand. He's just lost the ball. I do, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, I, I was do. like, "Oh my god, yeah. 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 that was a well,
2: beauty." But none of that—they all pale into insignificance. That we were calling a game three weeks ago, and Lockie Miller was defending the dead ball. Yeah. Oh, that was the best. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that live. Right. Oh
1: yeah, hey, yeah, was yeah, there yeah. On the sideline, Well, yeah. man, would do you a bit? Um, what is it? What's it called when you go insta-famous when you blow up? Oh yeah, when you,
0: when you carry on and yes. I like get a fair bit.
1: Remember when you just come charging off the trial line and the hook hadn't even passed the ball? That, that was last year. Magic Round. That <laughs> yeah, was Magic Round. Everyone was like, Woodsy's moral, glitch. Boral, that was it. You, oh, yeah, oh, you went, you really a glitch. No, yeah, that's it was like it, a glitch mode on the PlayStation. What did you
0: think
2: was going to happen?
0: Well, all week, hook was just into me, mate. We need to put pressure on on their halves. So I forgot that you've got to look at the play of the ball before you <laughs> take off. And I was just thinking about, all right, I'm going to get to Brimson and put pressure on.
1: Actually, you've had a couple of moments man, go viral. Man, thank God
0: Moses Empire covered me.
1: You've had a couple of moments. Remember yeah. the Origin Celebration? Yeah, I Origin played, celebration. I played in that game. Yeah,
0: but, mate, were you in the huddle as well? Were you off? Were you I was, off, the, I was oh, off. I was off. That was Gow's last game. That's so right. I got yeah, subbed for two. Gow. Yep. He's in like
1: the last five minutes.
0: Mate, that was the worst. Uh, ESPN got that as well. That was cracker. We were trying you've had to a couple a game of viral moments, Woodsy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, before we go, we must do this award-winning segment.
1: Woodsy's Front Row Forum. Front Row Forum.
2: Okay. Um, big clash. Uh, Dragons taking on the Roosters. The ANZAC Day clash. It's a it's a big occasion. But the build up for this game, it really is one of those games that. Well, it's not a normal game.
0: Yeah, being as it's ANZAC Day today, I thought I'd just run through. You know, I was lucky enough to get the opportunity of, of playing the ANZAC game last year. You know, and just just to run the the fans at home and and what we do, it's it's a similar build up to a bit of an origin. We met at at Cogrelease Club. We got our we got our bus straight to the SCG. Well, we played the SCG last year. This year they're playing at the new, I think it's Acor Stadium. Sorry. Um. So the boys have got an opportunity to. We got to use the field before the game. We're only allowed to use a certain part because it was the Roosters' home game, so they didn't want us to use any of the field. We pretty much only got to use say twenty meters from the twenty meter zone to the dead ball line so because they wanted to keep it fresh for the day of the game the next day um so from that we did our, our captain's run there uh, which is a session before the game so we all you know uh, you go through your stride throughs before the game a little you know practice your, your set moves and get, get just get the body going pretty much from there we, we stayed at the Pullman Hotel on at Hyde Park um so we got to sort of create that you know, that atmosphere that we were going into a big battle the next day, you know, it's a bit more, it means a bit more than what a, a normal game does and we didn't actually room with anyone because we had those COVID rules, so you're rooming by yourself, but most of us spent the night downstairs, um, night of the game, you know, we had a couple of old boys come in, Ben Cray, Mick Wayman, very famous, they had a a, a moment, I can't remember exactly what, I think it might have been 2011 or 12. Mick Raymond does a – so they were down by two yeah, tries. They
1: got the ball off the kickoff yeah. and, they, and Ben but Cray scored under that's the post, it, yeah. got the
0: boys – but it was off of Mick Wayman. So they were – I think they were down by like 10 points with like five minutes to go and, and everyone, had, everyone had wrote them off. And Mick Wayman does a charge and then gets a late flick pass to Ben Cray and he scores the match winner under the post. And they basically – the night before, they just spoke about, you know, what it, means to, what it means to them, like wearing the red V. We didn't do too much talk on the ANZAC because we – we saved that for the next day for our build-up before we left. But, yeah, they come to dinner. Uh, we went to a really good pizza pasta joint in um, down at Darlinghurst. Um, I think it's Bill and Tony's. Yeah. I think it is down there. Yeah. So, yeah, we got all the boys down there just to you know, just chatting, just just to get that feel that, you know, we're going to have a big day tomorrow. You know, you want to just keep building it up. Obviously, we went to bed that night. Next day, we get up and do a walk. You know, there's a few memorial sites in Hyde Park. Hook and Ben Harren just gave us a few words about what that is and what it meant to them. We Come back, obviously, have your sleep. Then just before we went to the game, there's just a big highlights package of all the, you know, Anzac games that have been on past and, and, you know, obviously the last couple of years. And then I remember Mick Wayman just got up and he basically just spoke real passionately about, you know, playing on Anzac Day and what a privilege, what an honor, you know, running out wearing the red V. And it just got all the goosebumps in the room. The boys were pumped up. You could see a little bit of emotion in his eyes just tearing up. And, you know, from that moment, I knew that it was going to be a, it was going to be a good day for us. And then obviously, they come on the bus with us. You know, they were in with us the whole warm-up. You know, we got the bus straight to the SCG. You know, you do all your preparation in the game. It's, it's a bit of a longer wait to go into the field because you've got – so the players, we walk side-by-side side out of the uh, member – I think it's the, the members' pavilion uh, with the Roosters. You go side-by-side side with them. Uh, you do the last post. You sing the national anthems. And then you, mate, you straight into the game. Mm. Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a huge build up, you know. When when you hear that last post, it's it's unbelievable. It's a packed out SCG, and everyone's quiet, just waiting for it. And like I said, you getting goosebumps now talking about it. And it's just, a, it's just a, such a great day to be a part of. And those two clubs, mate, what an honour it is for them to, to to represent the NRL on that sort of a day. And, and they do such a great job with it. So yeah, if, if any of your fans, you know, make sure you get out there because it's such a great. Great day to be a part of.
1: I will say from a player who, um, you know, obviously never played for the Roosters or St. George or Warriors or Melbourne who also played the yep. the, the game after, you don't get envious of other clubs or other players all that often. Mm. But the game on the Anzac Day, to see the players go out there and the build-up and, huge and get to it. represent the, the NRL on that day and, and, and play in a blockbuster, it is a game you sort of watch at home and go, oh, that would be a good one.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those things, and even after the game, you get so many of the old boys that you know there that day, and and it was the first one we won, in, I think, six years. So you know, even Peter Valenti's come in and he shook all the boys' hands. We had a little bit of a joke with him, but it's just it's such a huge you know it's a huge market for the for the for the Roosters and Dragons to, mm. to promote because like you said, wait, I remember when I was at other clubs, you always envy them a bit that day yeah, because that day, yeah, there's such the hype about it, the build up. It's just it's it's origin like it's Australian like so. Yeah, it's just an amazing spectacle.
2: All right, boys, great to see you've both had another win over the weekend and uh, uh, another great edition of Footy Talk with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. Michael Chamis, if you're listening, son, that's how it's done. That's how it's done. Get sh- on board, sh- Chamis. Get out of
1: you mate. Get out of it.